Welcome to the Parent Life Podcast. My name is Jason Stanlin. I'm the middle school pastor here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. This is a weekly resource for parents who are trying to raise godly children. We are only a couple weeks away from the holiday season. The holidays are often a very enjoyable time for most people or for many people. Uh, Some have even called it the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, that was cheesy, wasn't it? Uh, So... Uh, For some, though, the holidays are difficult. Um, Maybe it's parents whose kids no longer come to see them. Maybe it reminds you of family members who are gone now. Um, But for many people, uh, the the holidays can lead to uh, what's sometimes referred to as the holiday blues uh, or something like that. So this week, we've got Doug Koeski joining us again. Doug is the director of the Cove Family Counseling Center here in Jacksonville, Florida, which is a ministry of Fruit Cove Baptist Church. And so we're going to talk a little bit about this holiday depression. So, Doug, thanks first and foremost just for being here, joining us. So, what is holiday depression? Can you just kind of give us that? I think you encapsulated it pretty good when you said the holiday blues. It's something that uh, somebody could be triggered by the fact that um, they're no longer with their family anymore or even stress of like, trying to afford Mm. stuff for the holidays. So there's all these different factors. So generally most people aren't depressed on a whole, but in the seasonal, the seasonal part of it, they're experiencing stuff that is, like I said, triggering, like, you know, I don't have my my husband around or my wife around or even divorce or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's this transition in life that has caused kind of like an upset in their normalcy. And so when they go into the holidays, there may be, instead of joy, there's dread because, you know, they may be isolated or alone and not around the family. And sometimes it's hard for them where, you know, they don't have that uh, connection with the family or enjoying what normal people would. But if they're seeing somebody else do it, again, that's a triggering effect for them. Like, what are they missing? Yeah. And, and holidays seem to amplify all of the emotions that you just listed. They do. Um, like I remember there was one uh, mom who had lost uh, their kid to a disease. And so every year it would get around to Christmas and it was always just a struggle for her because her child was not there. So um, what are some of the signs that someone may be dealing with holiday depression, maybe to a higher end, not just the blues, because things like uh, you know suicide rates and everything jump during the holidays. What are some signs that we should be looking for? Um, They're going to start to kind of more isolate themselves. <clears throat> You're going to see generally what they take pleasure in an activity they like doing is they're no longer doing. Mm. Um, and when you see that withdrawal like that, that's probably what the concern would be. Uh, kind of looking for the Eeyore complex where generally that person is not like that, but all of a sudden they're not really looking forward to the holidays. Mm. I'm generally somebody who does. I mean, some people, they just don't care about birthdays, holidays, but this is a person who is generally that would look forward to it, all of a sudden has become detached for it. Mm. Like they really don't want to. And then having to find what, what, why is that being triggered that way? Most of the time it's, you know, because of divorce or there's a death of a loved one and it's hard for them to especially when they had good memories before, yeah. now they no longer can have or share that holiday joy with that person anymore. Mm. So, so again, and again, let's, let's bring it back in for parents. Um, so we understand this maybe sometimes a little bit more for the adult side of the equation mm-hmm. of what does this look like for adults, but what would this look like for kids? If we've got um, maybe one of our kids um, 
for whatever reason, is dealing with this? Where, where will we see that beginning to play out in their lives? On social media. Uh-huh. And they won't share it with the parents, but they're going to share it with their friends. They're going to want their peer validation. Um, and they'll put that stuff out on social media. But then that's where the parents have to start noticing differences in their behaviors, mm. normally what they usually do. And that's how you become aware of that they're dealing with this, that they may not look forward to it. And generally, like you're talking about kids, it's either the death of a parent, you know, they're really not looking forward to it, or it could be a divorce that's fairly mm. recent. Yeah. And going into the holidays is just not gonna be enjoyable because that cre- for them creates stress that if they're having to go between mom and dad's house, what is the holidays gonna look like? Mm. You know, and if those parents aren't getting along in a divorce setting, that puts those kids in the middle of that stress. So that's one component. Again, not having either one of the parents around, they may not look forward to it because they're still dealing with a lot of grief and loss in that. Mm -hmm. And I I love how he directed us to social media because a lot of times, especially if you're dealing with students who have social media, um, they don't want to show it outwardly. They still want to pretend like everything's okay, but they've got to process what they're feeling somehow. Mm-hmm. And because they don't think you're on social media with them yep. as the parent, uh, particularly if it's like Snapchat or TikTok, they can post something and then they're looking for peer validation. Like, you know, girls, am I pretty? Vote yes or no sort of thing. And she posts up this picture yep. and what she's looking for is that validation. So that's whenever, you know, parents, things should be triggering for you. Like something's not right here. So as Christian parents, um, not just to our kids, but even people in our community, um, if we if we see a neighbor or someone else in our community um, that we know and they're struggling with this, what are some practical ways that we can just love on our community? Being connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the biggest way that we can really show the love of Christ is just being able to walk beside them because if there's a, a kid primarily that's dealing with the holiday blues or the depression, that's affecting the parents. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, I don't know what to do. And what we can do is we offer the counseling through the Cove, uh, the divorce care and the grief share and those aspects, that addresses, even for the adolescents, they're welcome to come to these events of how do you survive the holidays in those situations. As Christian parents, we could come up and offer like, hey, my church offers this, or this may be some help. And the schools have resources too that Mm -hmm. the kids can go to while they're there. And that's something that we would just speak into our kids and especially in the adolescent age range, they gravitate to their peers a lot rather than seeking like parental or adult guidance and stuff. So as an adolescent, if you have a friend going through that, it's to encourage them that they need to go and seek adult guidance because peers are great for encouraging and stuff, but they lack the wisdom and the maturity skills to be able to walk a kid through what they're going through. And their heart is there to want to help their friend, but the best thing they can do is say, hey, this person or going this place is going to be better to help you with that. And the good thing about holiday blues and, you know, it's like a, it's not going to be across the board that they're going to be depressed. There are people that who are clinically depressed, it becomes a worse time of this mm-hmm. year for them. Those that just encounter that um, holiday depression, after they get through it, then they tend to do better off because mm-hmm. they're past that kind of like hump 
mm -hmm. that they're not looking forward to. And I, I want to go back to what you said about connection. I, I feel like we tend to, to push on past that because we're all very busy around the holidays, right? We're preparing for the next Christmas party or going to some business party or something like that, or the kids have got their Christmas program at school. And so we're constantly going through that maybe we don't even realize that somebody around us is dealing with this issue, but just being connected and inviting people into our homes, inviting them into our families, I think makes a big difference. Um, and I was just going to yeah. say that. So that kind of more interpersonal and relational and intentional doing that is what is primary with the connectedness. It's just because, yeah, we all do get busy and everything. Inviting somebody over like, hey, why don't you come over to our house with my mm -hmm. family? Yeah. And, hey, how about we hang out on this day or something? Yeah. And that feels them like they're connected because the other side of that, what makes that holiday depression, holiday blues worse is isolation. Mm. Like leaving them, uh, that person being home alone or by themselves and just dwelling on it and mm -hmm. just ruminating on negative thoughts and stuff. So adding elements of encouragement, positivity, and just letting that person know that no matter what their situation is, as a body of Christ, it's an extended family. Like, hey, you may be going through something, but here I'm here to walk with you through it. And you know, if you're suffering some way, you know, let's let's do this together. Right? Yeah. So, parents, I hope this, and I say parents, but I'm, I really mean more of us than than just that. Uh, maybe even grandparents, if you know, there's a family that's moved into your community and they're from out of state and their family's all out of state. Hey, become surrogate grandparents. Invite them into your home. Let the kids make sugar Christmas cookies and decorate with you. Um, you can actually get a lot of work out of somebody else's kid to put up your own Christmas decorations for lights. I'm just saying, it's a good idea so long as there's connection. That's all they need. So be mindful this Christmas that God may have put you in a situation with somebody to minister to them, to love to them. And, and for our own kids, as they're facing that, not just if they're dealing with uh, the holiday depression, but if they have peers that are dealing with it. Like you said, maybe it's a recent divorce or reason, even a recent move. And now all the holiday experiences that you, they used to experience in another part of the world, they no longer get to experience. How can we love and reach out to our community? I hope this has been a good episode for you that God is beginning to speak in your life as to how you can engage our community with the gospel at this specific time. If you would like to interact with us, you can always email us at parentlife@fruitcove.com. We would love to hear stories about what God is doing through you uh, as part of this ministry. If you'd like any more information about Fruit Cove, uh, you can go to fruitcove.com. And as always, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.